0: But right now, everything's okay. No matter where you find yourself, no matter what kind of stuff is going on in your life, underneath it all, everything's actually all right. You're okay. You have more power than you like to give yourself credit for. If you have something that's going on in your life right you now. Howdy and Namaste everyone. My name is Patsani and welcome to the Karma Yogi podcast where we discuss how to attract extraordinary success and become a better version of ourselves every day. Brené Brown is a New York Times bestselling author and a research professor at the University of Houston where she holds Huffington Foundation, Brené Brown and chair at the Graduate College of Social Work. She has spent her entire career studying shame and the relationship between courage and vulnerability. Earlier this month, I finally watched her Netflix special, Brené Brown, The Call to Courage, and it was nothing short of spectacular. In her talk, both humorous and insightful, she beautifully highlights what it takes to choose courage over comfort in this day and age of fear and uncertainty. She offers some practical tips about how to be courageous while living our best life and the importance of vulnerability in it. She points out, the key to wholehearted living is vulnerability. You measure courage by how vulnerable you are. There are some brilliant takeaways from this special and I would love to share a few of them so that it helps you answer the call to courage in your life as well. The first important takeaway is, we need to be conscious about who we accept feedback from. During the special, Brené Brown revisits her popular and highly loved 2010 TEDx Houston talk, The Power of Vulnerability, that delved into the connection between courage and vulnerability. As the talk started amassing millions of views online in a record time, her husband warned her not to read any comments. She calmly waited for her husband to leave the house and then instantly logged into the computer and started going through them. It turns out that there were several hurtful comments about her appearance and wait, waiting for her and as she read them, they got into her, they got her into a downward spiral. She reveals, You can study shame but you are never prepared for the terrible stuff online. It's the cesspool of humanity. To feel better and distract herself from these comments, Brown jokes that she'd grab some peanut butter and started binge-watching Downton Abbey. She just wanted to numb herself for a while to get past these comments, like we all do when we get stuck in a negative feedback loop. She ended up watching the show for a good seven hours, then started Googling the actors, what it cost to go to England, and eventually looked up who the president of the U.S. was during the Downton Abbey era, and it was Theodore Roosevelt. She clicked on a link of one of his speeches and had brought her to his following 1910 quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. As she read the quote, Brown had a eureka moment. She says, there is my life before that quote and my life after that code." Brown understood what it meant to quote-unquote be in the arena, and the importance of vulnerability in fighting the good fight. She shares, vulnerability is not about losing, it is about showing up when you can't control the outcome. She further explains that as humans, we are hardwired to care what other people think, but we need to keep this behavior in check and be intentional about who we accept feedback from. After reading the previously mentioned quote by Roosevelt, at that moment, Brown arrived at a conclusion. If you're not in the arena, getting your ass kicked and rejected, I'm not interested in your feedback about my work. She made a commitment to herself to only seek and value feedback from people who love her, but are honest with her. She recommends only paying attention to the opinions of the people who love us, not in spite of our imperfection and vulnerability, but because of it. The second important takeaway is, many of us have zero idea of what vulnerability exactly means. During the special, Brown points out the following six misconceptions about vulnerability that she often hears from her subjects and from the people that she meets. Number one, vulnerability is weakness. She clarifies that vulnerability is not weakness, it's courage. Vulnerability and courage are are not two opposite ends of the spectrum, in fact, they are hugely interlinked. She explains, Give me a single example of courage in your life or that you have noticed in someone else's that did not require uncertainty, risk or emotional exposure. Here's the rub. Be brave but never put yourself out there. We've gotta dispel the myth. Number 2. I Don't Do Vulnerability We can't dismiss the fact that we all have been vulnerable at some point in our life. Being vulnerable is not an option. It's a necessity for us humans. Brown says, You only have two options. You do vulnerability knowingly or vulnerability does you. People are taking their pain and they're working it out on other people. And when you don't acknowledge your vulnerability, you work your shit out on other people. Number three. I can do it alone. If you are doing vulnerability alone, it's no longer vulnerability. Brown informs the audience that we can do vulnerability all by ourselves and explains, we are neurologically hardwired for connection with other people. In the absence of connection, love and belonging, there is always suffering. Number four, you can engineer the uncertainty and discomfort out of vulnerability. Brown jokes about engineers from the tech giants of Silicon Valley telling her that they are designing apps that show people the right time to be vulnerable with others and remarks on the futility of these attempts. According to her, there is no secret algorithm or magic bullet that can help us eliminate the uncomfortable parts of being vulnerable. She points out, the minute it becomes comfortable, it's no longer vulnerability. Number 5. Trust Comes Before Vulnerability Vulnerability and trust build on each other to form meaningful relationships. And even if there is little to no trust established, we can still let our guard down and become vulnerable with someone. Brown says, It's a slow stacking over time of vulnerability and trust. We start with little things and we build over time. You share with people who have earned the right to hear your story. Your story is a privilege to hear. Number 6. Vulnerability is disclosure. Vulnerability is not about what kind of details you share with people, whether in person or on social media, but it's about how brave you need to be in order to share those details. Here's an elementary insight that Brown shares. There's no vulnerability without boundaries. She points out, You don't measure vulnerability by the amount of disclosure. You measure it by the amount of courage to show up and be seen when you can control the outcome. The third important takeaway from Brené Brown's Netflix special is Sometimes winning is doing the really brave thing. Towards the end of the talk, Brown shares a story about her daughter who had joined a year-round swim team. Her coach assigned her to the 100 breaststroke, which is a challenging race, and her daughter was not ready for it. She was still trying to perfect it, as it was not her strongest stroke. Both Brown and her daughter knew she had zero chance of winning this race. Her daughter tried her best to get out of it, even asking the coach to reconsider his decision. But it didn't work. She was upset and nervous, and said her last chance to escape as suggested by her friend, was to quote-unquote scratch her heat, meaning she could pretend not to hear her heat get called, and hence miss her race. She asked Brown if she would get grounded if she scratched her heat. Brown assured her that it won't happen. Her daughter told her, I'm never going to win this race and Brown advised her, you'll never win this race, but maybe winning for you is getting off the block and getting wet. Finally, the day of the race arrived. At the beginning of the race, it looked as if her daughter wouldn't show up for the heat. But then she did. It was not pleasant by any means. She was so far behind that everyone else had come out of the pool and the next heat was lined up on the block to start, while she was still struggling to complete her lap. As she came out of the pool, naturally she was devastated, embarrassed and exhausted. But when she reunited with her parents, with tears in her eyes, she told them, That sucked, but I was brave and I won. Brown then points out a a key message from the story. Vulnerability is hard and it's scary and it feels dangerous, but it's not as hard or scary or dangerous as getting to the end of our lives and having to ask ourselves, what if I would have shown up? What if I would have said I love you? What if I would have come off the blocks? Show up. Be seen. Answer the call to courage and come off the blocks. Because you're worth it. You're worth being brave. Now it's time for the Gratitude Attitude segment. Along with this Netflix special, I'm immensely grateful for Brenna Brown's work overall. She's the leading voice in the world today for conversations regarding shame and vulnerability. If you haven't watched already, I highly suggest you watch her TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability. Brené Brown is one of the most authentic and kind-hearted human beings you'll ever come across. I'll share the link for her TED Talk in the show notes. Along with that, I'll also include links to her Netflix special, her website, her books, Daring Greatly and Dare to Lead, and one of her interviews with Marie Folio, which is simply amazing and has some brilliant insights, all for your reference and exploration. Enjoy and get your consciousness to the next level. With regard to my creative journey, I am excited to announce that my new ebook in the Meditations for the Learning Mind book series is released and is available everywhere where great books are sold. The subject of this book is Minimalism. I am really excited about this book. It has 21 daily meditations from the best books on minimalism, simplicity, and clutter free living. So whether you are a beginner or an advanced minimalist, I can confidently say that you'll get tons of value from this book. As of now, it's the number one new release in hoarding category on Amazon.com. Go ahead and grab a copy for yourself. You'll love it. Also, I have started a new series called Stoic Sundays on my YouTube channel. If you enjoy Stoicism and practice it in your everyday life, you'll love these short to the point talks and I encourage you to watch them. I'll post a link for the first episode in the show notes. This brings us to the end of this episode. If you would like to ask me a question or have any comments or suggestions, write an email or send a voice memo to podcast at the karmayogi.blog. Lastly, if you want even more helpful tips to create an extraordinary life and become a better version of yourself every day, plus some personal insights and updates from me that I only share in email, Come over to the karmayogi. blog and make sure you sign up for my email newsletter. Focus on your actions and let go of the outcomes because success is a journey, not a destination. And we need to keep working towards it every single day. Thank you so much for your time and attention and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.